0: You know me. It's OPP. Welcome to the Mega Particle Podcast. I am your humble host, the doctor of dilithium, a shining Trek beacon in this troubled time in the world. I mean, we are deep, deep in the new year. I mean, February just started this week, which is absolutely blowing my mind. It goes by so quick. But you know what? It's really funny. I was actually walking out of the gym the other day and I overheard somebody and they said, hey, happy new year. And I mean, how I mean, what's the what's the shelf life for Happy New Year? I mean, if you really think about, you know, because like to me, maybe like a week or two. I think that's fine. It's still kind of insane if you're doing it two weeks after New Year's. But geez, man, it's it's like February 1st. We don't need to hear Happy New Year. But anyway, I digress. Um, I know for me, it's the 70th episode I'm absolutely blown away by that. We actually will have, I'm trying to get a special guest, uh, somebody, a big friend of the podcast to come in for the 75th episode, but we will see, do not fear, Uh, we've got a lot of plans coming up. And speaking of things coming up, as I'm sure you've seen the title of this episode, this is almost a prep for season three of Picard. Where are all the TNG characters right now in the Star Trek world? In the Star Trek universe. And again, just a reminder, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I'm actually going to do a weekly review of Picard Season 3. I think it's going to be absolutely epic. My hopes are sky high. I don't think there's any way that they can be tarnished or taken down. Uh, I'm just kidding. So I think I'm really excited for it. Especially that trailer. The, uh, the new one that just dropped. Um, I was just all nerding out all over the place. It was great. Um, He's like, engage. I was like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, Luna, that's what happens. Jeez. Luna, my intern, everybody, if you don't know. Either way, I thought it would be a good idea to kind of do a refresher- on the next generation cast and crew and kind of exactly where they stand before the new season starts because for me it's been a while since i've seen picard season two it's it's been a while since i've seen the star trek movies so i really thought hey this is going to be perfect to kind of catch us up and and star trek picard season three doesn't premiere until february 16th so we've got plenty of time no rush and as always um this episode i'm actually going to be Uh, Drinking some beer. Luna, do we have that in our arsenal? Like that clip from The Simpsons when they're in Australia? I'll just have a cup of coffee. Beer it is. No, I said coffee. Beer. Coffee. B-E-C-O-B-A. Okay, now I'm happy. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so I am not a big drinker, but I promise to be sharp mind and sharp decorum so I just don't drink a lot but um (laughs) anyway so to kind of move off before we get into the episode to mention because we had a loss in the Star Trek family over the last week and between the last episode and I was really shocked to hear about the passing of Annie Wershing um over the weekend I can't believe I mean she was so young she was 45 and we definitely offer um Definitely prayers, good vibes, whatever you believe in towards her family and friends. Um, and for those of you who didn't know, she was the one who played the Borg Queen in Picard Season 2. And she survived by her husband and three children. And there's a GoFundMe set up and, and to support the family. So that's going to be in the episode description. So if you click on the episode description, it'll be down there. So it'll take you to the uh, GoFundMe for her And a little fun fact about her life, um, one of her very first acting jobs was actually on the series Enterprise, on season one, episode 20, called Oasis. And if you don't remember that episode, it's the one where uh, the Enterprise crew is, they're kind of looking for some ore, I believe it was, and they find an abandoned ship, but the abandoned ship is like haunted, and Annie played the, um, the love interest of Trip Tucker in that episode. So... Besides that, she did a lot of other acting jobs, most notably in 24 and Timeless. I've heard Timeless was wonderful. I've never really got into it. Jason from Jason Talks Movies always highly recommends Timeless. And I'm sure her contribution to that show is definitely one of the reasons why. And so definitely heartbreaking for the Star Trek family. But I just want to call and shout that out and put the GoFundMe out there for her family so we can support her like the great fan base that we are. And in one of the worst transitions of all time in podcast history, Luna, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. So we know Star Trek The Next Generation, the entire crew, is pretty much having a reunion in Picard Season 3. And it kind of begs the question, where is the crew of the Enterprise. And what have they been doing for the past two decades? If you remember, they had seven very successful seasons on television, and then the TNG crew graduated to the big screen, and they had four massive big-budget movies with Generations and First Contact being successes, while Insurrection and Nemesis kind of fell on their face and ended pretty much the TNG crew adventure. And to me, I was very shocked in 2020 when we heard, hey, Patrick Stewart, I'm sorry, Sir Patrick Stewart is coming back. And he's going to be playing Picard two decades after Nemesis and kind of see like, you know, what happened to him. So seeing Picard retire from Starfleet and kind of haunted by what happened with the Romulan Empire and the ultimate you know, untimely death of Data and Nemesis. It was is really good for the first two seasons of Picard to kinda explore him and his mind and his thought process and and ultimately his decisions and where he ended up in life. So I really love that about the first two seasons. But however, season three is nothing but a reunion, baby. And I'm very excited for it. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun. And again, I'm probably setting my hopes way too high. But let's get into it. First off, before we get into all these characters, there are going to be spoilers for the first two seasons of Picard. If you haven't watched the first two seasons of Picard, probably stop listening now. I don't want to spoil them for you because, yeah, a lot happened, especially to Picard. (laughs) So the very first person we're going to cover is, of course, Admiral Picard. I mean, he's definitely had a lot of different life adventures. He resigned Since Nemesis and protests when how Starfleet withdrew from its plan to evacuate Romulus, and how Romulus was destroyed from a supernova. I mean, he kind of returned to his family vineyard and he lived like a quiet, you know, sad, isolated life. And it wasn't until Data's offspring, Daj and I can never pronounce this right, (laughs) Luna. Daj and Soj, So So Soji. I don't know. It's not Soji. That's the Olympics, Luna. So Dodge and Soj came back. There's that terminal illness we saw, like, hinted back in the TNG finale of All Good Things. And so to get rid of that illness, they actually uploaded Picard's consciousness into a synthetic body. And then having rejoined Starfleet as Chancellor of the Academy, Picard was, again, reunited with the great Q, played by John D. Lance. And they get transported to alternate timeline, and Picard has to deal with all these Um, childhood issues and demons and trauma they kind of finally reset the timeline and that Picard returns to his vineyard and I guess he was gonna hook up with Loris, his uh, Romulan confidant that's what I'm thinking so that's where we leave Picard he said goodbye to Q as Q dies (laughs) and again I'm just I feel kind of like cautious because I'm like oh man these are major spoilers for Picard season two And so he's just kind of like left with, all right, what's going to happen now? Is he going to get in a relationship, hang out? I don't know. We'll have to see. But something's bringing him back out. Another villain. So moving on to the horniest Starfleet officer in the fleet, Captain Will Riker. Yes, the man that can never sit in a chair right is back. If you're curious what happened to him, here is exactly what happened to him. (laughs) Remember what I said? I would be like, the drinking won't affect me, Luna. I think you were right. So he served aboard the Enterprise as first officer for 15 years. And then he was promoted to captain and given command of the USS Titan. And that happened at the end of Nemesis. Riker then you know, served aboard the Titan for many years. And again, we see that in Lower Decks. He's the captain of the Titan. So that kind of puts in perspective exactly where Lower Decks is on the Star Trek timeline. Um, he eventually, you know, got married to his lifelong love, Counselor Troy, And they had two children, Thad and Kestra. Sadly, again, Thad um, became ill with a rare disease. Since, you know, the Federation had a ban on th- synthetic life, meant the cure to the disease was unavailable. So they moved to the planet Nepenth, which had legends of restorative powers. And they tried to say, hey, maybe the planet can help heal Thad. But unfortunately, succumbed to his disease and the Rikers decided just to stay there. Effectively, you know, just retired. Um, the last time we saw Captain Riker was he was coming out of the retirement to kind of leave that Federation fleet to assist Picard against that Romulan Armada at the end of season one. So we haven't seen him since season one. Curious what he's up to. And then always following and, and not far behind Captain Riker is of course Counselor Deanna Troy. So we we I really what I really enjoyed with Deanna's character was kind of being able to see her use her counseling skills really well in Picard season one and kind of help Soji accept that she's an android, go along that she's an android, and I assume she's still maybe living a quiet life. I don't know. I don't know if she's hanging out with Riker on whatever ship he's on, or or we'll just have to see. But that's kind of where we left her. Now, those are the ones we definitely knew about. We've seen them on screen. It's the easiest to say, without a doubt, exactly where they are. Now we're getting into the more questionable. We really have no idea. They haven't appeared on screen. I'm most excited for this part because these are the creme de la creme of the TNG crew. And we're going to start with Dr. Beverly Crusher. <laughs> I will say this as we get into the, her character. I really hope that we see a romance between Picard and Beverly Crusher in season three. I think they've been teasing it long enough. I mean, how many breakfasts do you have to have with somebody before you know you're like romantically involved? So the last time we saw Dr. Beverly was in Star Trek Nemesis. And there's some deleted scenes from the movie that you can watch that suggest that she actually left the Enterprise-E and became head of Starfleet Medical on Earth, but it's really unclear if it's canon. Um, A lot of the interviews and promotional material for season three really kind of push and suggest that, you know, John Luke and Beverly haven't seen each other in a really long time, and that Beverly is really no part of Starfleet, and that kind of, I got the vibe that she was almost serving as a doctors without border kind of thing in kind of the rougher areas of federation space so she's out there helping but i definitely and i will talk about this at the end of the episode what conflict they could have and what that could be about and is also romance is romance in the air so i'll talk about that more at the end of the episode once we get through the creme de la creme of the tng crew moving on to Geordi LaForge. So again, he was one of these like core members, you know, everybody loved him. Um, He actually remained on the Enterprise E at the end of Nemesis. And apparently Geordi has been killing it. (laughs) You know, after losing Data, one of his best friends, I could definitely see him putting more himself into the work and going at it. And he actually rose to the rank of Commodore. So will we see Geordi really you know, kind of behind almost Picard and Rankin, almost away, and almost a very leadership role that we may have not seen him before. Or will they just kind of fall right into, you know, those familiar paths? I don't know. It's tough to say, but 20 years is a very, very long time, and people do change. I am happy to report, though, that part of LaForge's canon is that he got married and started a family, and he has two daughters, Alondra and Sydney. And they actually followed him into Starfleet. So they followed in their dad's footsteps and joined Starfleet. So I think that's really, really cool. I'm really happy because in TNG, he's always kind of like this lovesick puppy. He's always falling in love with a holodeck program. I guess you could call him like the early, early, like Harry Kim. Like he's always just so desperate, you know, just for love and connection and whatnot. I'm happy to know he actually ends up with a, married and with a family and it's like good that's a good ending and another fan favorite of course and you know we almost named the podcast after him luna did you know that yeah it was gonna might have been called wharf's wharf kind of like a like a fish wharf and then wharf so it would have been like wharf's wharf either way yes we're moving on to our klingon in-house wharf or mr woof as Lexana Troy calls him. So where we left off with Lieutenant Commander Worf is kind of a muddle. Um, he did continue on to DS9. That's kind of where we see him become Federation ambassador to the Klingon Empire. Yet back up the Enterprise E in Nemesis, he was manning the tactical station in his Starfleet uniform again. And that was his last canonical appearance. So, It's really tough to tell um, what really happened if, you know, he didn't like the ambassador lifestyle and just decided to leave and go back and serve upon a ship. Promotional images suggest that Worf has risen to the rank of captain. Picard showrunner Terry Milatis has suggested he has actually spent the last two decades dealing with the fallout from DS9's Dominion War and embrace a newfound pacifism which makes sense because you know he did lose his wife during the war and that would definitely make make me turn into a pacifist as well so i would really love and i'm sure all you ds9 fans out there would too would really love for them to make ds9 feel like it mattered you know what i mean and there's a dominium war and it really you see the effects more so than, you know, Lower Decks. Now, I love Lower Decks, but it's not what I consider like heavy-hitting, serious Trek. So if we got to see Worf's decision be- to become a pacifist because he lost Jadzia, oh my gosh, I would just be over the moon with that. I finally feel like we'd get the recognition, and not in a joking way, like I said, like on Lower Decks, but like in a real dramatic way. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I will say this, I'll preface this in... Move As we move on to our next character, I, I shared like the trailer with my wife and I go, oh my gosh, look, this looks amazing. And she's never watched Picard, but she, she humors me and she goes, wait, I guess that android definitely does age then. And she was talking about lore. Who's the next character we're going to talk about. So it looks like Data's evil twin brother, Lore is back from the dead. So she was like, so I guess androids do age. And I was like, well, that's technically lore. But I didn't say it like that. I said, well, technically, you know, push-up glasses, that's Lore. That's his brother. <laughs> so, yes, I'm somehow married and been in a relationship for 10 years. Either way, um, the last time we saw Lore, he was in season, season seven episode called The Descent, uh, part two, where he was commanding this group of Borg, who were damaged and and kind of exposed them to the concept of individuality um, through, you know, Hugh, which we again saw reprise his role in Picard. Either way, Data was forced to shoot and deactivate Lore, um, which was suggested to be kind of a, a permanent deactivation. I really don't know how Lore has returned, but I definitely know he's up to no good However, if you guys are deep fans of the podcast, you'll remember my big theory after season one of Picard saying, hey, this new like soon that's around like on this mechanical Android planet. I don't think that's ran off, you know, of soon or whatever. I think that's actually lore and he's just kind of playing nice and pretending for all these years, but he's just waiting for his moment to strike and maybe he does. Who knows? I think that'd be great, but that's still a long, a long shot in my opinion, but we'll see. We definitely have some new characters to talk about. And again, this is a recap of Picard and seeing all these characters that we know are going to be in season three and where they stand. So one of them is Commander Seven of Nine. Voyager's love interest for everybody, I guess you could say. Um, Definitely had a rough go of it. After getting home to Earth, she was denied entry into Starfleet, even though Captain Janeway really made her protests and was really adamant to get her in. So Seven, of course, joins the Furnace Rangers, quote unquote, peacekeeping organization on the outskirts of space. But um, at the end of season two, we kind of see Picard grant her a Starfleet field commission aboard the Stargazer. And we can kind of see in Picard Season 3 in the promotional material that Seven of Nine is finally an official member of Starfleet and actually serving as first officer above the USS Titan A. So she made it. She's in Starfleet, which I think is crazy not to have her in Starfleet. She's so freaking brilliant. Like, how do you not keep somebody who's basically has the mind of a computer outside of Starfleet just because she used to be a Borg? Uh, moving on, of course, to... A newer character from Picard is Commander Rafi. This, if you, again, just recap, she was definitely a confidant of Picard's through season one, especially season two. But we saw a lot of deeper, really well-written material for her dealing with substance abuse, her family falling apart. I mean, even and so bad, like the death and then rebirth of her young protege, Elnor. I mean, she's even had kind of this chaotic, on-again, off-again thing with Seven. So I don't know where that's going to go in Season 3. But it looked like she was in a good place at the end of Season 2. She was aboard the Excelsior, serving with Elnor. And it looks like, you know what, maybe she didn't like being in Starfleet because we see her aboard the La Serena again with... Captain Rios, and so maybe she's like, hey, Starfleet's not for me, I'm going to get out. It's really tough to tell. Promotion material could be scenes they shoot and they never use, and it's really tough to, to nail down. But we, for the canon, we know that we left her on the Excelsior. So one thing I wanted to talk about and address, and that is one character that won't be coming back to Picard season three is Wesley Crusher, of course played by the lovely Will Wheaton. Yeah, sad to say our favorite acting ensign was not listed in the returning cast for Picard season three. And then I was like, okay, well maybe they're kind of like playing games with us, you know, maybe he'll be a surprise role. But shortly after the news was made public, Wheaton actually acknowledged the upcoming reunion on on his blog, on his website. This is what he wrote. He said, "I've been reading the internet as you do, and I see a lot of my fellow nerds are excited to see the TNG cast back together. I've also seen a lot of people, like way more than I ever could imagine, (laughs) expressing dismay that Wesley isn't a part of it. I share some of your sadness for my own reasons, but I choose to focus instead on how on how special it's going to be to see my family back together again, and how wonderful it's going to be to talk with them about it in the Ready Room." I have to say that is one classy dude. You know, like he definitely could have been upset. He could have been, you know, really shaking, you know, his fists in the air. But he just was like, no, you know what? I'm so happy to see them, but I can't wait to talk to them on on my show, The Ready Room. So I was really impressed with him for that and great response. And you never know, like we see him at the end of season two of Picard. Maybe he comes back in some way as the Traveler. Just maybe for a cameo. I don't know. I would definitely love to see the reunion after all these years, you know, of Wesley, like the time traveler. I I don't even call him that. uh, Space timeline person. I don't know. But to see him kind of get back with Card would be awesome. Mentioning Wesley, and I was talking about this with the beverly crusher and john luke segment earlier and that is that in the trailers and the promotional materials we definitely see that there's some tension between the two of them and there's this fan theory you know that you know maybe this is why <laughs> is where well, they have this tension between crusher and picard because of wesley and again just recap wesley reemerged as a traveler himself at the end of season two to enlist core soon into the organization um, and in, ensuring the timeline played out as it was intended to. But I mean, you, so you know that Picard and, and Beverly were not thrilled about Wesley's decision to abandon Starfleet. It seemed really quick, like it was a random episode. He was like, no. And it was the episode um, called Journey's End, you know, right before graduating. Um, He just decided to join the Traveler and explore the, quote-unquote, higher planes of existence out of nowhere. So maybe the tension never really went away between the two of them. We'll see. But I think that's one interesting kind of theory and speculation. But I definitely think it's really, you know, the sexual tension in the room. that You can cut the knife between the two. Um, We definitely see in an alternate future glimpse in the TNG series finale all good things that they even get married and divorced. And I mean, plus, you know, they have feelings for each other, but, you know, decide not to pursue the relationship to preserve the friendship. Boy, that hurts. (laughs) We've all, I've been there before, that sucks. It's like, oh, we should be friends because if we do something, it'll ruin it. I'm like, bah, either way. So I think it's safe to say, you know, they probably um, still have those romantic feelings after two decades. And I would say it's a pretty safe bet. I think it could be super complicated now because now we have Loris, you know, this Romulan refugee that Picard's been like had a relationship with and intimacy with, you know, at the end of Picard season two. So maybe there might be a little love triangle drama, you know, in the midst of all of this. I would love that. But I'm just so excited that they're actually bringing them back. And it's finally embracing the, reunion aspect of it because the first two seasons they definitely didn't want that it was everything they didn't want to get as far away from it as possible and now they're leaning into it really heavy so I'm happy to see the writers and the creators and the showrunners just give the people what they want you know and and I pray it's good because if it bombs what are we Star Wars now (laughs) I'm sorry anyway that's all the characters and kind of recap we're going to go over for Picard season three. Um, you guys are now recapped, refreshed, and ready to go. I think we have, as I'm recording this now, a little less than two weeks of the premiere, but I am so excited. I know you guys are too. But Luna, let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And as always, please check out www.jasontalksmovies.com. The link is in the episode description of this podcast. And also, remember the GoFundMe link is there as well for, for Annie's family. Again, no pressure. I just always like to be like, hey, it's there if you want to help. Um, you know, you don't have to go track it out on some weird website. Either way, we have some fun stuff coming up. Trying to get a special guest, like I mentioned, for the 75th episode. but. Uh, I just can't believe its we're getting on our three-year anniversary, Luna, is that right? Coming up in a couple weeks, because we started back in 2020, February 15th or 16th. And my gosh, the world has changed since February of 2020. (laughs) Always remember, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of your mental health, get some you time out there. And always remember, second start of the right, straight on till morning.